0: you sit down to get ready to host the Y'all Show and you check your email and you get an email from Stormy Daniels, well, that will just put a smile on your face. Of course, it was spam. But, hey, have you gotten an email from old Stormy lately? Haven't heard from her in a while. And here we are getting that. And thats I'm not making this up. This is not fake news here on this Thursday edition of Y'all Talk with Us an Accent. We're unfiltered today. We're going to come at you with a lot of fun and maybe some good guests, too. In fact, I, I'm not going to lie. we got some great guests coming up. In just a few minutes here on the Y'all Show, we'll have a spotlight on festivals across the South. And included in the mix, we're going to go to Springfield, Missouri. They're getting ready to host the June bug Jamboree at the end of the month. It's the 25th Junebug Jamboree. And the president of the organization that puts that thing on, it's Groove. Becky Ludwig will be our special guest, and we'll learn all about June Bug Jamboree, which is not what you might think it is. It's actually a car show celebrating the bug, i.e. the Volkswagen Beetle Bug. And that's coming up in just a few weeks in Springfield. We'll let you know all about it, and it'll be a fun time talking The June bug jamboree in the second hour. We've got to look at books to get things going there. And then my friend Chris Lee will be coming on in the second hour with the SEC spotlight. And in particular, Chris, who's with rivals.com is going to talk SEC baseball in a huge way. This weekend marks the end of the regular season for not only the SEC, but all of college baseball. And Chris, who is an amazing insider on college baseball, is going to share his amazing analysis and statistics, and he'll be on to talk about that. And oh, by the way, when Chris Lee isn't looking at all things college baseball, he also is at VandySports.com, part of the Rivals Network, writing about the Vanderbilt Commodores. And so at the end of the second hour, we're going to find out what's going on in Nashville with the Doors both for the basketball programs where they have a new basketball coach and legendary UNC basketball player turned NBA star Jerry Stackhouse. He's the new head coach of the Doors, and we'll talk Vanderbilt football, all that in the second hour of today's y'all show. Now, that is one great show and plenty of good content coming your way our number here on y'all if you want to pick up that old telephone and put 25 cents in the in the machine and call us we welcome you it is 803-816-1170 you can call you can text 24 7, 803-816-1170 on instagram and twitter you can find us so easy to do it it's at y'all show on facebook our page is y'all.com our website at y'all.com and you can find us on a whole bunch of great apps on your smartphone or on your ipad you can find us at the itunes podcast app we'll also you can find us at the TuneIn radio app all free of charge downloading there on any of those and the really cool app that we're on these days the iHeartRadio radio app just search for y'all show on any of those apps and you can automatically get the Y'all Show coming to your smartphone every day, in addition to our wonderful radio stations that carry us each and every Monday through Friday. Welcome into to the All Southern Show, and we are glad that you could join us here on this Thursday. Hey, by the way, want to remind you, coming up on tomorrow's Y'all Show, as we close out the week, we'll have our look at the new movie-sitting theaters, but we'll also have our special guest back, Jason Nall, the executive director of the Southern Estates Junior Classics. He will be on to talk about the SEC golf tournaments that just ended for both the men and the women's, plus some amateur golf going on in the South this weekend. But the big reason he's coming on is to help preview this weekend's PGA Championship from Beth Page Black in New York State. And that's the second major on the PGA Tour, and it's taking place this weekend. Jason Nall will be on Friday's show to get you ready for it. Looking at headlines from across the South, we start out with news from Dallas, Texas, and police searched the offices of the Catholic Diocese of Dallas on Wednesday after an investigation into child sexual abuse allegations against a former priest, uncovered claims against others, and the police went storming into this Catholic Diocese on Wednesdays. Investigators searched the diocese in the headquarters and also a storage unit it uses and the offices of the church and a spokesperson for Dallas, Major Max Geron, told reporters that he believed at this point that the execution of the search warrants was wholly appropriate for the furtherance of the investigation at this point. And this this the latest chapter of the Catholic Church coming under fire for decades upon decades of alleged sexual abuse within the church, some of which is not alleged. It really did happen. And it's a real problem for the Catholic Church worldwide but here in dallas texas on wednesday law enforcement going in with a search warrant at the catholic diocese there on wednesday in alabama the governor of the heart of dixie k Ivey, signed into law a new abortion anti-abortion bill there in alabama and a lot of national attention flocking to montgomery as this is in some circles deemed extreme in fact an unlikely guy chimed in on this new law that was signed in on tuesday on in alabama by the state senate and k made it official pat robertson the televangelist and a christian christian fundamentalist who's long opposed abortion right he says that this new alabama anti-abortion bill is what he calls quote too extreme and this bill now in effect in alabama the f- television host and televangelist thinks that the state's gone too far he told us on his 700 club referring to the hefty prison sentence for anyone who performs an abortion according to this new law 99 years are life behind bars for anybody in alabama who makes this happen an abortion and again this bill signed into law by the governor goes in stark contrast to the 1973 supreme court decision of roe versus wade and we know this This whole act, uh, this new law is going to ultimately work its way through courts upon appeal. And we'll see what happens in the end. But Alabama in the news for that. And along the terms of the abortion issue in the heart of Dixie, the state of Alabama paid $1.7 million to the ACLU on its last abortion test case. And the last time Alabama lost an abortion case, it did pay the ACLU, Enough money for 33 classroom teachers or 41 state troopers or 50 prison guards, depending on how you want to add it up. And now Alabama is preparing to go again after signing this law into effect on Wednesday. Governor Ivey legislators putting forward another costly test case in the federal battle between conservatives and civil rights groups. And again, the last time Alabama went up against the abortion laws of the world in the supreme court and and other lower courts it paid 1.7 million dollars to the aclu on these test cases and the aclu i don't understand how this organization it is always out defending pro-abortion because it seems like it's for civil liberty Civil civil liberties is there not another abortion only group that can get kind of take the mantra of that battle just just my uneducated guess on here but yeah that that news coming from al.com this week after alabama back in the national headlines in terms of abortion the medical examiner in the baytown texas area has ruled that the fatal shooting of a 44 year old houston area woman by a police officer is a homicide and records show that Harris County Medical Examiner, the office, found that Pamela Turner's death was caused by multiple gunshot wounds. Baytown, Texas, police have said one of their officers opened fire on Turner Monday night after she shocked him with his own taser, and a department spokesperson did not return questions posed to them on Wednesday. A video of the incident shows Turner and the officer struggling after he tries to arrest her Something flashes as they grapple on the ground and the officer can be seen to pull back and fire five shots. And the examiner's office finding doesn't indicate a crime was committed. But again, it does indicate that the police shooting was a homicide, according to the Harris County Medical Examiner's Office in Texas. A man in Tennessee is charged after an eight-year-old boy accidentally shot his mother at a baseball game around Memphis, Tennessee, and this 8-year-old boy mistook his handgun for a toy and accidentally shot his mother on Tuesday, and now 76-year-old Charles McFarland charged with reckless endangerment of a deadly weapon after police say this young boy gained access to his unsecured weapon and critically injured his mother in the Millington suburb of Memphis. Police received a 911 call and the reports were that shots were fired at the USA baseball stadium in Millington, home of a Navy base just North of Memphis. And once on the scene, they discovered an eight year old boy had shot his mother using a handgun. He found inside a vintage world war II Jeep. And the vehicle had been on display at the stadium as part of a veterans appreciation day. And now this 76 year old Charles McFarland charged with reckless endangerment of a deadly weapon. After this young boy gained access to his unsecured weapon, and ended up accidentally shooting his mother and the farm, traced to Mark McFarlane, who was charged without bond. The mother and son had been attending an annual Babe Howard baseball classic where the University of Memphis Tigers were playing the University of Tennessee Martin, the Skyhawks, around 2,000 people in attendance. And Millington, the woman who's not been identified, taken to Regional One Hospital where she was said to be in critical condition. We hope the best for her. And a, a tragic story coming from millington tennessee north carolina which has had a long history with tobacco a lot of tobacco companies based out of that state now the state of north carolina is suing the e-cigarette maker jewel over marketing the attorney general in north carolina suing this e-cigarette maker asking a court to limit what flavors it can sell and ensure underage teens can't buy its vaping products the top law enforcement official in north carolina josh stein said that in the traditionally tobacco-friendly state, that it's he's the first state attorney general to take the matter of Juul to court. Last year, the Massachusetts attorney general, he announced a investigation into Juul's sales and marketing. But Juul becoming much more popular across the spectrum, especially with youngsters. And in North Carolina, the attorney general they are going to try to go after Juul over their marketing. To South Carolina for a headline, and sadly, the longtime mayor of Greenville, South Carolina in the upstate, Bill Workman, has died at the age of 78. He was mayor of Greenville, South Carolina from 1983 to 1995. The current mayor of Greenville, Knox White, said that Bill always had a vision of taking this community to its full potential, that this was an area where people could realize their dreams to start a business and be a business-friendly environment. This 1961 graduate of the Citadel in Charleston served as the vice president of Piedmont Natural Gas before becoming mayor of Greenville, South Carolina, a memorial service held today in Walterboro, South Carolina. Again, the longtime mayor of Greenville, South Carolina, Bill Workman, dead at the age of 78. Less fat, more fruit. It may cut risk of dying of breast cancer. The results of a notable survey survey coming out saying that because of a rigorous test involving 49,000 women over two decades, rather than the other studies that try to draw health conclusions from observations about how people eat, this experiment suggests that trimming dietary fat and eating more fruits and veggies may lower a woman's risk of dying of breast cancer. More info from this, healthy women who modified their diets for at least eight years and who later developed breast cancer had a 21% lower risk of dying of the disease compared to others who continue to eat as usual but less fat more fruit it may cut the risk of dying of breast cancer for women in murfreesboro tennessee an elementary school there will no longer have a student portray adolf hitler in its living history exhibit after a group of students began giving nazi salutes The school district spokesperson in Rutherford County, James Evan, he said in an email Wednesday that the fifth grade student portraying Hitler was supposed to give a speech and a Nazi salute as part of the exhibit. An investigation by the McFadden School of Excellence principal later found that other students had started giving the salute as well, both in and out of rehearsals, and this issue became public after middle tennessee state university professor keith gamble tweeted on tuesday that his daughter was sent to the principal's office for yelling at the other children to stop evans said that the girl was not punished but was taken to the office because she was upset and would not calm down he also said no staff members were disciplined pretty weird that you have someone portraying adolf hitler in a public school in in america in 2019 now i'm a lover of history and i think the students should study hitler and know about the atrocities but to actually have someone dress up in hitler costume is pretty alarming now in the county next to rutherford county is williamson county and schools there recently announced that they're changing how it teaches its students about slavery and the history of black people in the united states The Williamson County Schools new curriculum will be exclusively online and teachers will get extensive training on sensitive topics, making history come alive. And in some cases, maybe not the way they should be doing it there in middle Tennessee. And finally, in our last headline of the day, we have the list from U.S. News. It's ranking of the best and worst states. And, of course, the South gets a lot of people picking on it, saying that, oh, gosh, thank goodness for Mississippi or thank goodness for Arkansas. Well, the U.S. News and World Report, they've got this description out right now ranking. It looked at 80 metrics, including economy, infrastructure, public safety, fiscal stability, and opportunities for the residents in the area. And they used all this to determine the best and worst state's the rankings also weighed in health care, education, crime, and corrections, and the natural environment. So, of course, we have the list of the worst states in the country. D- do you want to see the top states, and then we'll get to the worst states? I, I think you probably want to know who's number one. No surprise, most of your top states are not in the South. Number one, according to the U.S. News & World War Report, washington state who would want to live there new hampshire is number two minnesota three utah four vermont i mean who in the world would want to live in vermont with bernie sanders they're number five maryland we claim them in the south they're number six virginia is number seven massachusetts eight nebraska nine and colorado 10 now i'm going to skip down to the opposite end and tell you about who's coming up in the rear of the best and worst states so these are your bottom 10 states, according to the U.S. News and World Report. Want to take a guess who's going to come in last? We'll tell you in just a second. Number 41 out of 50, Pennsylvania. Number 42, worst state or best state, depending on how you want to look at it, South Carolina. Oklahoma checks in at number 43. Alaska, 44. Arkansas, no more the butt of the joke. They're number 45 in this. New Mexico's 46. West, by God, Virginia's 47th. How about this? Mississippi checks in at 48. Alabama's 49th and the worst state in all of the good old USA, according to the U.S. News and World Report ranking. Louisiana, number 50. Again, I'm not sure how they came up with this. This looked at the state's fiscal stability, the natural environment. I guess they don't like the fact that Louisiana has a lot of natural gas going on drilling there for that and all the other petroleum industries that are located along the mississippi river in louisiana maybe that hurt them they look at the natural environment well louisiana's got some amazing marshland and other areas people love to go to louisiana to hunt they look at the economy the opportunity for residents crime and corrections and health care louisiana just just barely edging out alabama for the worst state in all the country according to u.s news and world report well i'm not sure how accurate that is but if you want to go log on to u.s news and world report and weigh in with your opinion of these rankings feel free to do just that again number one washington state number 50 the state of louisiana and those are your headlines here on this thursday y'all show See, we told you we'd have plenty of good information. Although, come on. I'd rather live in Louisiana any day over Washington State. Geesh. All right, when we come back after the break, we'll have Festive South. We've got some great places for you to consider going here as we work our way through the month of May. Plus, later this hour, we're going to go to Springfield, Missouri, as part of our Festive South Dixie destination. They're getting ready here at the end of the month for the June Bug Jamboree. And the president of the organization that puts that event on, it's a celebration of the Volkswagen Beetle. We'll have her on to tell you all about the June Bug Jamboree, the 25th June Bug Jamboree. All that coming up in just a few minutes here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Don't go anywhere. Blue
1: Star Medicated Ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation.
6: Credit products are issued by WebBank member FDIC race and terms very based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion Sponsor are deposited for delivery next business day at approved by 4:30 p.m. Central Time Monday through Friday. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today, other restrictions apply. See website for details.
4: Have you longed for a simpler life? Imagine how simple life would be if you just had one bill every month. It's that kind of simplicity. Avant can help you find with a debt consolidation loan. Pay off your bills and have just one fixed-rate payment. It takes just minutes to apply online, and depending on approval, you could have your money sent the next business day. From $2,000 to $35,000. And because Avant is accredited by the Better Business Bureau, life is not only simpler, but in hands you can trust.
7: Simplify your life with a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5151 when applying. Avant.com. Code 5151. That's Avant.com. Code 5151.
0: Continuing on with y'all talk with a Southern accent in the next segment. As we continue with our Dixie destination feature here in Festive South, we'll have a spotlight on Springfield, Missouri, and that's in the Southwest corner of the show me state. They're getting ready here at the end of the month. to have the 25th June bug jamboree, a celebration of the Volkswagen Beetle. And if you got one, get ready to fire it up and head to Springfield, for a really cool event we'll have a special guest from that becky ludwig she'll be on in just a few minutes here as part of our dixie destination spotlight of the y'all show right now get in that car and get ready to drive somewhere in the south because we have some cool events going on this weekend next weekend that we want to quickly tell you about here in our festive south going on this weekend in memphis it's the world championship memphis in may barbecue contest now i've been to this before you kind of need to know somebody if you want to actually enjoy barbecue here in the bluff city this weekend but it's a big deal people come from all over the world and this year as part of the celebration of memphis's bicentennial the city of memphis turns 200 they're having a spotlight on the bluff city so that's going on right there at Tom Lee Park on the banks of the Mississippi River here over the course of the next few days. The World Championship Memphis and May Barbecue Contest. In Asheville, North Carolina, starting on May 24th and going through June 1st, it's the Asheville Beer Week. You can go to y'all.com and learn a whole lot more about that. A lot of good stuff going on there in western North Carolina. Coming up in New Orleans Memorial Day weekend, it's the New Orleans Greek Festival and you'll have at Bayou St. John the Greek Festival. And you can come get homemade traditional Greek food, wine, pastries, other great desserts. They all have live traditional Greek dancing. And you can hear live Greek bands playing near the Bayou. Finish up by touring the beautiful cathedral, going to Greek-themed marketplaces and more, all as part of the 2019 New Orleans Greek Festival in the Big Easy. In Knoxville, Tennessee, in just a few weeks, they've got the Bike, Boat, Brew, and Bark Festival. Go to y'all.com to get the link to that. Coming up here May 18th through the 19th in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, in the Boot Hill portion of the Show Me State, it's the Cape Girardeau Air Festival. That should be a lot of fun, especially with the World War II-era aircraft that will be on display. In Northwest Arkansas, coming up May 16th and 17th, it's the Art of Wine At the Walton Art Center, you can go there and check out all kinds of cool stuff going on there, as that place is amazing, the Walton Art Center. And they'll have a multi-day wine and food festival, which has quickly grown into one of the largest in the region, with hundreds of wines, food from dozens of area restaurants, and live entertainment there, the Art of Wine fayetteville arkansas Pig suey country speaking of wine hey if you don't want to go all the way to fayetteville go to the atl because may 30th through june 2nd it's the atlanta food and wine festival going on you don't want to miss all the fun there more events going on across the southeast to tell you about coming up uh well continuing on this weekend it started last weekend On Lookout Mountain, just south of Chattanooga, it's Rock City's Southern Blooms Festival and Founders Day celebration. It's 11th year. Putting that on right there at Sea Rock City. Check that out coming up this weekend. In Brooksville, Florida, it's the Orange Blossom Jamboree, the 10th annual jamboree, which is a multi-day festival with a lot of music, camping, family entertainment, all part of the 80-acre Sertoma Youth Ranch, which will... Offer a serene venue and camping during the event. All that there in North Florida. Chesapeake, Virginia. This weekend, it's the Chesapeake Jubilee. In its 36th year, the Chesapeake Jubilee continues to grow and add new family activities, promoting community spirit through inexpensive entertainment. And visitors there can find fun in the nationally ranked barbecue cook-off. Also, they'll have fireworks on hand at the Chesapeake Jubilee in Virginia. Now, coming up this weekend and then for the next few weekends, go to Lake Charles, Louisiana for the Downtown at Sundown Outdoor Concert Series, all part of a four consecutive Friday evening event going on from this weekend until early June, and this is in downtown lake charles louisiana cornelius north carolina this weekend it's the asian festival and dragon boat race charlottedragonboat.com the website for you to go learn more about this event along the banks of lake norman straddling the north carolina south carolina border Coming up May 24th and 25th, it's the Papa Joe's Banjo Barbecue in Evans, Georgia. That's just outside of Augusta. Coming up starting on May 24th through June 9th, a wonderful event in the holy city of Charleston, South Carolina. It's the Spoleto Festival USA, a performing arts festival that stretches seven days and it has events that are going to be promoting artists that are both famous and rising artists in over 150 performances of opera, dance, theater, classical music, and jazz right there in Charleston, South Carolina at the end of May, early June. It's once again, this event has been going on around 30 years, at least. Spoleto Festival USA. Go to the website spoletousa.org for more information. In Hendersonville, North Carolina, it's the Garden Jubilee, May 25th through the 26th. Alpharetta, Georgia has the Alpharetta Arts Street Fest coming May 25th through the 27th. All that here in the month of May. also want to let you know on y'all.com, Clark Shelton has penned an article titled Arkansas Open Series of World-Class Mountain Biking Trails. And we encourage you to go to you and find this article all about the Monument Trails as part of the arkansas state parks program so if you're into mountain biking the natural state has some amazing trails and native arkansas clark shelton has all of this laid out for you nice and pretty at y'all.com encourage you to go there and maybe get that mountain bike out let's say it's been sitting over there in a the corner collecting dust since last fall now's the perfect time since we are hitting mid-may for you to dust that thing off get your gear and head to arkansas and try out some of these incredible mountain biking trails as part of the arkansas open uh, opening these up across the natural state and clark Shelton has this article up right now at y'all.com that is a look at all things festive south but we're not quite done after the break we're going to have a festive south dixie destination and our destination this week is springfield missouri and when we come back becky ludwig of the june bug jamboree a car show celebrating the volkswagen beetle it's getting ready to go down in a few weeks and we'll have a complete preview from becky after this break
2: Want to shoot some hoops?
6: In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment.
2: I'll just play by myself.
6: For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief.
7: Yes! Great shot, buddy.
6: Let's play another game.
2: You're on, Dad.
6: Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed.
8: And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number?
6: Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know?
8: Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper.
6: It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1 833 IT Troop. Give us a call anytime.
8: There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com.
9: Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on homeowners insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you have a cute little reading nook for those rainy days when you want to curl up with a good book, but you don't even read. So you just sit in there during thunderstorms and scroll through memes on your phone and laugh in the darkness. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the dark, meme-filled corner you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on homeowner's insurance.
5: When you feel heartburn up in your throat, you'll do anything for fast relief. You might chug milk directly from the source.
1: Okay, girl. Easy.
5: You might slurp down an entire slushie in a single breath.
10: Oh, that didn't help.
5: Don't try just anything. Try new Rolates Heartburn Soothers, the only antacid that melts to leave a cooling sensation while it starts working as fast as now to relieve heartburn.
7: Oh, that's
5: better. Soothe the burn with new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers. Use as directed.
7: Get burned. We don't have to feel like dirt anymore, though. Love's not hurt. Baby, it's us.
0: Oh, it's the time of year where you want to get in that car or truck and head somewhere in the south and check out the sights. And part of the experience of that adventure is the actual car you're driving in. And you may not be in a car or a truck. You, you could be in what's called a b- beetle bug. And to help celebrate beetle bugs, we are going to welcome in from the upcoming June Bug Jamboree in Springfield, Missouri, Becky Ludwig, she's the president of Groove, which puts on the event, and this is our Festive South feature for this week. Welcome in to y'all, Becky.
3: Well, thank you very much, and not only are we Southwest, we're right in the heart of old Route 66 from Chicago to California, so we kind of uh, draw a little bit on that with all the car enthusiasts coming through this neck of the woods this time of the year. But we are specialty in the Volkswagen category. All
0: right. That's what your festival kind of centers around, the classic bugs that Volkswagen put out. But it's just a, a great car show that has now the 25th June Bug Jamboree set to get going here in a few days. Now, Becky, what led 25 years ago for people to get together and say, hey, I think we should put on some kind of event in celebration of Volkswagens?
3: Well, we have uh, three of our original members, and they were just sitting around one day talking about how much they love their cars, and they see had seen other Volkswagens in the Springfield Ozark area, and they said, "Well, let's just do a car show and see how many of these folks we can get together." And not only do we feature our bugs, but we enlist all type of VW uh, buses, buggies, Carmen Gias, things, Bajas. If it has a Volkswagen body or a Volkswagen engine, we celebrate them at our car show.
0: Again, this is in Springfield, Missouri, and it is Right, tw- and
3: we will be hosting this year's show. This is our twenty fifth show, and in honor of the twenty fifth year of June bug jamboree and also the fiftieth year of Woodstock, we're calling this year's show Voltstock. And Uh we're centering around a hippie theme, and we will be gathering Friday night, May 31st, at the American Legion in Springfield, Missouri. And then we will have uh, events on Friday night and then an all-day show on June 1st. And that address for our American Legion is 2660 South Phoenix right here in springfield missouri and this gives us also an opportunity to honor our
0: veterans again that's 2660 south scenic avenue in springfield missouri kind of in the southwest corner of the show me state and you mentioned woodstock of course bolts Volkswagens and the kind of hippie movement somehow kind of go together and i don't know why do you know the reason for that
3: well, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, so many Volkswagens were shown in movies throughout the '60s and '70s. Uh, there, you could just go down the list. They, from uh, Footloose to the Adams Family, Batman, uh, the Dream Machine, almost famous. I think I could name over 30 movies from the. 50s, 60s, and 70s, where you see Volkswagens in them. So it kind of had that hippie movement there. And then there were also the hippies in their Volkswagen buses following the Grateful Dead, uh, going to their city parks, touring the world. And I think that's where the connection kind of comes together in, in a lot of cases.
0: Well, we're not sure if there's going to be a 50th celebration of Woodstock. Maybe you know more about that, Becky, but we do know the 25th anniversary of the June Bug Jamboree taking place in Springville here at the end of May and the 1st day of June. Have you heard anything about Woodstock for this year?
3: I do understand that there is going to be a celebration and they're trying to get a few of the original bands back to play, the ones that are still out there. But we also are going to center on entertainment this year. We have a local band Performing on Friday night. They're called Fall Risk. And Saturday, we have the Garbanzos, another local band. Saturday afternoon, we have Adam West from Springfield, who does a John Lennon impersonation. And then we have uh, Zeth Dreams, which is an illusionist. So we're centering a lot of our activities around music this year. We're also centering a lot of our activities besides showing of the cars and the 23 categories that we judge. Around hippies, we're having a contest for the best hippie outfit, for the best tie dye t shirt, for the best uh, Volkswagen tattoo. So, all of those things we're trying to play into a lot of peace and love on our 25th anniversary with our Volkswagen club this year.
0: Again, it's the June Bug Jamboree, also Volksfest here for 2019. We're visiting with Becky Ludwig, the president of Groove, which puts on this event each year in Springfield, Missouri. In case you want to know what Groove is, it's not just some groovy name you picked. It actually has it's an acronym for General Registry of Ozarks Volkswagen enthusiast. So are there a lot of Volkswagen enthusiasts around Springfield and Branson and up into, I guess, Northwest Arkansas?
3: There are. And we just the fact that our club has put on 25 shows and we actually were together 26 years is one of the um, testimonies to that. We have 35 active members. We have a lot of inactive members. But we will draw... Other Volkswagen clubs, on average, from 12 different states for our show this year. And as you drive around the country, you still see Volkswagens out there everywhere. They're getting harder and harder to get, but the people that love them take care of them. There's a lot of daily drivers, and there's a lot of trailer queens that come and are in pristine condition, and they really get excited about showing off their beautiful rides and everything that they've done to them at our show.
0: Well, all roads lead to Springfield for the celebration of Volkswagens, and in fact, one of those roads heading in your direction is Route sixty six. Tell us what we can find when we go through Springfield when it comes to that historic highway.
3: Well, there you'll see some of the original hotels um, that have been uh, kept up through the days. So it says home of the original Route sixty six right through downtown Springfield. There are some of the. Older bypasses where you can get out and just be on the single lane uh, road north of town. You'll still find a few of the old gas stations that are now museums with show pumps and uh, memorabilia on the walls. Just a, a really great opportunity to talk to people that are traveling the road. And every year, if we do a cruise out there, we find people that have flown from other places in the world to Chicago, rented Volkswagens or any type of car to just drive route 66 it's a vacation destination for people from all over the world
0: and if you're a millennial and you have no idea what in the world we're talking about route 66 and help me if i'm wrong on this becky it connected chicago with los angeles that's correct and it went through and missouri right
3: through springfield missouri
0: and went through springfield and then made its way i guess through oklahoma and I know I was on it out in New Mexico a couple of months ago as it went through New Mexico and Arizona on its way to L.A. But it was a the, the real classic fun way to go coast to coast, although you didn't go totally coast to coast if you only went to Chicago. But really one of the most historic highways in our country. And you can follow Route 66 right to Springfield for the upcoming June Bug Jamboree, which it is a car show, Becky, but it's really a fun car show because part of the excitement of the June Bug Jamboree is just to see all the ways people decorate their VWs.
3: Absolutely. And this event is free to the public both on Saturday and or Friday and Saturday. And we have a local charity. It's called Giggle Box. This is an organization that Uh, raises funds to make lunch boxes full of fun craft items for children with cancer and serious diseases here in the hospitals in Branson and Ozark and Springfield. And they've been our charity of choice for the last, oh, dozen years. They'll be at the show with their giggle box uh, van. They do face painting. They do animal, uh, balloon animals. And they're just One of the things that we really enjoy supporting, helping with healing the lives through love and laughter is their model. So that's Gigglebox, and they're actually on the web, www.gigglebox.org. You can learn all about them. Uh, In addition to the car show, we have activities going on all day long. We have a swap meet out there. We'll have vendors selling everything from... Volkswagen seat cushions and pillows to jewelry and tie-dyed furniture uh, and clothes. We have a slow drag contest. We have food trucks. So it's a beautiful venue. It's a very safe venue. Uh, We encourage people to bring their children out. We have a no-kill animal shelter here in Springfield called Route 66 Rescue, and they'll come out and Let the kids play with their dogs, and hopefully a few of the dogs will get adopted. Every year we have three to four dogs that are adopted while they're there. We have the Ozark Dutch Oven uh, Cooking Group. They come out and sample food free of charge and show you how to use the Dutch Oven cooking uh, techniques. They're another great vendor that we like to work with. So we've got things going on all day long. And again, the American Legion is right there. Nice, cool, air-conditioned building, an opportunity if you want to thank your soldiers and visit with them and see the nice posts that they have. That's also part of our show.
0: Again, it's the 25th annual June Bug Jamboree taking place May 31st and June 1st in lovely Springfield, Missouri. I know for many of you in the South, that might be quite a haul. But it might be just well worth it. It's kind of the kickoff to the summer there as we turn the page to a new month. And why not go to Springfield, home of Bass Pro Shop, also home of June Bug Jamboree. And Becky has been telling us a little bit more about this event. Oh, by the way, if you aren't all that up on Beatles, well, guess what? They haven't been produced. The original beetle In 16 years, the Volkswagen Beetle produced from 1938 to 2003, and more than 21 million Volkswagen Beetles, the original design, were assembled and built between 1938 and 2003. So, Becky, the question is, do you have one of those classic Beetles? Yes, I have a
3: 1968 bus. And it's a camper bus, and it's been to 12 Grateful Dead shows with my husband and myself. (laughs) And it still runs back and forth to the recycle plant here around Springfield. And we also drive a 1975 Yellow Bug. So we have two, and my husband has had a Volkswagen since high school, and few have come and gone, but uh, right now we're going to keep these two forever and ever. All right. Uh, One of the things that I didn't mention is, Friday night is camping night. We'll have anywhere between 50 and 75 buses, tents, uh, all camped out, bonfires going, music playing, uh, just a real festive event. So that's camping both Friday and Saturday night there on the American Legion campgrounds. So people that are traveling in and want to just Stay there. There's many local hotels, but we encourage you, if you're a camper, spend the night with us.
0: Becky, I got to congratulate you. You went to more than 10 Grateful Dead concerts, and you lived to tell about it.
3: yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I started a little late in life, so maybe I had my smarts before I actually started attending.
0: Wow. Well, that's quite a thing. And again, you let's say people aren't going to camp out in their Beetles or their Volkswagen camper things that you, you have there. What are the accommodations around Springfield that you recommend?
3: Oh, there is a Best Western Hotel just down the road. There are um, several. We're not that far from the airport, so any exit you take off of I-44 coming into Springfield or coming north or south on Highway 60, you're going to find your local hotels uh, both in all directions. Springfield is a tourist destination, so there are plenty of places for people to stay.
0: All right. Well, if you want more information on the upcoming event, you can go to the website groovevws.com dot com for more information again it's taking place may 31st and june 1st at the american legion in springfield missouri located at 2660 south scenic avenue there in springfield and it's absolutely free for spectators and it's a fun event a lot of music a lot of cars and hopefully the weather will cooperate and becky we just wish you and everybody else there with the june bug jamboree all the best at this 25th event
3: Well, thank you very much, and um, we've been blessed with good weather for 25 years. A little rain shower has never slowed us down, so we're ready to party.
0: All right. Well, thank you for coming on today's Y'all Show as part of our Festive South feature, and everybody get to Springfield at the end of the month. Well, that will conclude our first hour of today's Y'all Show. When we take a break and come back in hour two, we'll take a look at some of the new reads. If you want to pick up a new book, we've got some good suggestions. Plus, we'll have an SEC baseball extravaganza with Chris Lee of Rivals.com. He also is the publisher of VandySports.com, so we'll find out what's going on with the Vanderbilt Commodores football, basketball, and they're one of the top-ranked college baseball programs in Nashville. All that coming up in hour two of today's y'all talk with a Southern accent. I got to go out here and crank up my Beetle.
2: Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit stoptextstoprex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council.
7: Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: Starting another hour of the talk show that's all about the Southeast. Why? Listen to all the national pundits talk politics, mostly about President Trump or conspiracy or collusion or the dossier if you're tired of all that nonsense then this is the show for all y'all this is y'all talk with a southern accent and i'm john Rawl. and our number if you want to get involved or suggest something to us we welcome that it's 803-816-1170 talk with a southern emphasis that's what we do here each and every day In just a few minutes here, we're going to have the emphasis on SEC sports. Chris Lee, he's with Rivals.com, and he's been a longtime friend of mine. He's going to stop by with a report on the SEC's baseball slate, as this is the final weekend of college baseball's regular season. And we have games going Thursday through Saturday. Chris Lee will be dropping by to kind of tell us who all he expects to get their ticket punch to the NCAA tournament, who's going to be your national seeds. And this will be more of an SEC spotlight, but we'll get a little bit of knowledge outside of the SEC in terms of college baseball with Chris Lee when he drops by in just a few minutes. Plus, Chris, when he's not talking college baseball, boy, he has his finger right on Vanderbilt University and we're going to find out from Chris all about the top five Vanderbilt baseball program, the Vandy Boys. And we'll also find out what's going on with the new basketball coach they have there for the doors, Jerry Stackhouse. That name should sound familiar. He was a true collegiate star when he played at North Carolina. Then he went on in to the NBA and played for a decade or more. And he is the new head basketball coach of the sec's vanderbilt commodores we'll get chris's take on all that plus hey vanderbilt football has been to a couple of bowls in recent years and we'll find out what he thinks of Derek mason's team entering the 2019 season and the opening game the doors will have to start 2019 they're hosting a very good georgia bulldog team in late august we'll have all that with chris lee a little later this hour right now as we get hour two underway here on the y'all show Let's talk a little books, if you don't mind, and y'all.com, we've been talking about them a lot. Well, there's a good reason we love y'all.com, and you should love y'all.com, but one of the interesting books that they've got featured there at y'all.com is a new book called Whole Hog Barbecue, The Gospel of Carolina Barbecue with Recipes from Skylight Inn and Sam Jones Barbecue, and this has just been released, and y'all.com kind of has a little bit of a preview Of this book that's all about North Carolina-style barbecue and the pork that's among the most delicious and obsessed over slow-cooked meats on the planet. In this new book, Whole Hog Barbecue, Sam Jones and Daniel Vaughn recount the history of the Skylight Inn, which opened in 1947. And they share step-by-step instructions for cooking a whole hog at home. Hey, I need this one. I need to talk to Matt Heerman's The Barbecue Parister about how they have it outlined here. And you'll find out all kind of good stuff there along with recipes including cornbread, coleslaw, spare ribs, smoked turkey, country-style steak, a signature burger, and biscuit pudding. That's a new one on me. All this in the book whole hog barbecue the gospel of carolina barbecue with recipes from skylight inn and sam jones barbecue that book out right now delicious it's a 20 dollars book hardcover and you can find it in local bookstores as well as amazon.com and more check it out sam jones and the skylight inn with that great book there some call it a gospel of barbecue and i encourage you to check it out and more importantly, perhaps you can work your way to North Carolina and go to the Skyline Inn. I know that Matt Herman's. I'm not going to pick on him too much. He actually has talked about this before on our Y'all Show when he comes in on Tuesdays with his Barbecue Barrister Report. And this restaurant in eastern North Carolina, it's an Aiden A-Y-D-E-N. It actually has attracted President Reagan as well as Vice President Bush when he was the Vice President back in the 1980s. It's been featured in all kinds of magazines. People Magazine featured it in 1991. And GQ Magazine said that Pete Jones, who owned it, was a man among pigs. I guess that's a compliment there coming from Aden, North Carolina's wonderful Skylight Inn and all this in this new book that you could check out from various bookstores and more all right looking at amazon's bestsellers i don't think this barbecue books quite on the top but hey howard stern is his new book is called come again and it's number one on the bestsellers of amazon number two george rr martin's a game of throngs a song of ice and fire number three a yiddish policeman's union a novel from michael chabon again this is Purely coming off of Amazon's best sellers. I, I think some of these books may not even be out, but they're still rated here one to whatever from Amazon. And I'm just I'm just relaying it here because that's what we do here on the Y'all Show. We're kind of an ambassador of all things southern, and sometimes that means telling you just what it is, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. That's that's kind of what we do here. Lisa Gray has pinned the book Thin Air, and it's a Jessica Shaw book one, and it is out right now on Kindle and that is a book you can go buy for you or a loved one. Shadow Spell Academy checks in at number five on the Amazon bestsellers. Number six is The Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs, that A New History of a Lost World. That is by Steve Broussat. Here's a book that we've told you about for a long time. How about this? It comes in at number seven as the audio book, and number eight as the Kindle edition. It's Delia Owen's, where the Crawdads Sing again, both at number seven and number eight, and it has received more than eleven thousand five hundred ratings on Amazon.com. So this is a very popular book that's been out for a while. Where the Crawdads Sing, in fact, the hardcover of this is at number twelve, and it has almost as many reviews there for it, and has been a big, big success. Delia Owens. Hillary Davidson has penned One Small Sacrifice, Shadows of New York, book one. It's out right now. Hey, this is a book at number 10 that's kind of up my alley. Dr. Seuss's Oh, the Places You'll Go, a hardcover book. It's out, and it's at number 10 on Amazon's bestsellers. Sliding down a bit, but still up there amongst the best ones. It's Michelle Obama and Becoming the audio book for that is at number 11. At number tw- 13, because the Delia Owens hardcover checks in at 12. At number 13 is Kelly Harms' The Overdue Life of Amy Byler. That's out. Also at 14, it's Jim Starlin's Infinity Gauntlet. Not sure what exactly that's about. Howard Stern's book checks in at number 15, the Kindle edition of Howard Stern's new book. You also have The Weight of Ink from Rachel Kaddish at number 16 on Amazon's Best Sellers. Pretty Reckless from L.J. Shin. It's at number 17. Kate McKinnon's Heads Will Roll is Amazon's number 18 book, and it's in audio form there at number 18. Mark Manson's Everything is Blank. I can't tell you the whole name of the book. A book about hope is what it is. Concerning, and it's number 19 on Amazon's bestsellers, Rachel Cain's Stillhouse Lake is at number 20. The audiobook for Homer's The Odyssey, that's a little bit of a throwback, and it's narrated by Claire Danes. Now, that would make it worth listening to. That checks in at number 21. This is a, a new thing out, audio of Homer's The Odyssey. Number 22, Boyfriend Bargain from Isla Madden Mills. Number 23 is Vikings Claim from Madison Fay. Number 24 is Tara Westover's Educated, a Memoir. And I think she has a connection to the South. We have mentioned Tara here before. And I'll just end this with the top 25. So number 25 on Amazon's bestsellers. It's from Dia Poirier. It's Next Girl to Die, the Carl DeWood Cases Book One, the Kindle edition of that is at number 25. 25 on Amazon's bestsellers. And this again is the most popular products based on sales updated constantly on amazon.com from Howard Stern at number one to a few other books that are a lot of these are audio books. Good to know that a lot of people are still buying those audio books whenever they're available. And I thought that's, that's one thing that could be a bygone thing, but evidently still popular at Amazon. Com. That's some of the great reads that you can go check out right now if you so desire in our Buy the book spotlight of the Y'all Show. When we come back, we'll have an update on the SEC. Chris Lee, Rivals.com, will be on as our special guest. He's going to talk SEC baseball as we're getting ready to enter the final weekend of SEC baseball's regular season. Plus, he'll let us know about the Vanderbilt Commodores baseball team plus Vanderbilt's basketball and football team's All that in our SEC Spotlight with Chris Lee, and that's coming up next, y'all. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to
1: relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation.
3: It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on,
1: you can feel it working.
4: We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything.
1: I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot.
4: What a relief for my eczema.
10: Nothing worked on my dry cracked skin until I tried Blue Star.
4: Blue Star is great for scalpage.
1: Look for the white box with the blue star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Mm-hmm.
6: Credit products are issued by WebBank, member FDIC. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Funds are deposited for delivery next business day, at approved by 4:30 PM Central Time, Monday through Friday. Offer valid for loan products ninety days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details.
4: Have you longed for a simpler life? Imagine how simple life would be if you just had one bill every month. It's that kind of simplicity Avant can help you find with a debt consolidation loan. Pay off your bills and have just one fixed rate payment. It takes just minutes to apply online, and depending on approval. You could have your money sent the next business day from $2,000 to $35,000. And because Avant is accredited by the Better Business Bureau, life is not only simpler, but in hands you can trust.
7: Simplify your life with a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to avance.com and enter code 5151 when applying. avance.com, code 5151. That's avance.com, code 5151.
0: and that the song of the West Division leading Arkansas Razorback baseball team. Welcome back. It's the SEC Spotlight on the Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl, and we're going to go to Nashville, Tennessee and join Chris Lee now. He's with Vandysports.com, a Rivals.com website. Chris is also he, he's got to win the award for the biggest college baseball insider slash nerd and i mean that in the most positive way chris out there and he's joining us right now on the y'all show chris lee everybody welcome back to the y'all show sir
10: hey thank you thank you for the nice words that title might probably better belong to barry allen uh, okay. but i will take what i can get
0: <laughs> well honorary is what we can call you but you're you're giving him a Run for the money, Chris. And we are going to talk to you about your other kind of professional gig covering Vanderbilt sports in just a few. Vandy's going to have to wait. Well, not really, because we're going to be talking about the Vandy boys in a big way. As right now, Chris, I want to talk to you about the SEC in terms of college baseball. This is the final week of the regular season for all of college baseball. Believe it or not, the SEC tournament in Hoover begins next week, and then we're off to the road to Omaha but right now, if you look at the standings of the SEC, yes, the Hogs are 19 and 8 and leaders of the West Division of the SEC. Now they've got plenty of competition. Chris Lamonis's Mississippi State Bulldogs are just behind them with an 18 and 9 mark. The Mississippi Land Sharks, which went into Fayetteville and won the series not long ago, they are tied with LSU at a 15 and 12 mark. Texas A&M 14, 12 and 1. Then Auburn and Alabama pulling up the rear. Then when you flip over to the East. Well, we'll go from the bottom up. Kentucky and South Carolina. My goodness, what terrible years in Lexington and in Columbia. Seven and 20 marks entering this weekend's regular season finale. Florida is 10 and 17. The Tennessee Vols are much improved. They're on a three game win streak right now. They're 12 and 15 in SEC play. And then you get to the top of the East. Missouri 13, 13 and 1. The Georgia Bulldogs have improved things at Foley Field. They're 18 and 9. And the Vandy boys, Tim Corbin's Vanderbilt Commodores, 20-7, 20-7, and leaders in the SEC East. What say you, Chris Lee?
10: I say it's been an interesting year. You've got four teams that have separated themselves at the top in Vanderbilt, Georgia, Arkansas, and Mississippi State, not necessarily in that order. You've got a host of teams in the middle. Uh, I think Missouri's really good. LSU is underachieved, but still in position to host. Ole Miss has got a sleeper's shot to host. If they can go into Knoxville, get a win this weekend. Tennessee is fighting for an NCAA bid, which I think would be its first since 05. That's something that I wouldn't have thought possible, say, a dozen years ago that we'd be saying that. But that's a program that's fallen on hard times. It's maybe about to dig out of the hole. And then you have some surprises. I mean, Florida's had a horrible year. The starting pitching has completely fallen apart. South Carolina, I don't think we've ever gone into the last weekend of this conference play with... Carolina having single-digit wins, and they'll need to sweep at Mississippi State to get there, which is not going to happen. And you know, Kentucky, even with the Wildcats at the bottom of the league, they've got a, right, or a left-hander in Zach Thompson, who's their best starter, and maybe one of the best two or three starters in the SEC. A guy that's probably going to get picked middle of the first round in next month's MLB draft. You know, you got a seven and twenty team that's got that kind of talent on its squad. I don't know that those teams are that bad, but the sum of wins and losses in the league is always going to be 500, no matter how good or how bad the league is. This is a brutal year to be down, as those teams in Alabama have found out. But there's been some really good baseball played to this point, John, and a lot more great baseball to come, for sure.
0: Well, the Gamecocks and Wildcats got together last weekend in a battle to see who would end up on the cellar and the Gamecocks emerged victorious, winning two of the three games against U.K., and so it uh, it's no guarantee South Carolina's going to be out of that cellar, especially since, as you mentioned, they're going to be facing a very tough team in Mississippi State at Duty Noble this weekend. Chris Lamonis, of course, is in his first year coaching at Mississippi State. Are, Are you impressed with what he's done after coming over from Indiana?
10: Yeah, he's a really good coach, and that was the team that I saw in Nashville last year in the Super Regional, and it, it, one of the better three-game series you will ever see anywhere, anytime in college baseball. You know, Jake Mangum came back for his senior year. That was a big boost. Their lineup really got hot down the stretch a year ago, and I think the difference, Ethan Small has been so tremendous for them. He just gotten more refined. I don't know that he's got like a plus pitch, which is why he's not – Regard as a premium draft prospect, but he's maybe been the best pitcher in the league this year. And if you've got a stud one on Fridays, that's a big edge uh, in any time in any league. I really like what they have. That team is pretty scary on both sides. You got JT Ginn in their rotation on the weekend. I do wonder about their bullpen a little bit. They've given up some runs, but boy, they're hitting. They just keep scoring the runs and an experienced lineup with McNamee and all those other guys too. I've been really impressed with what they've done. And really, it started last year, I guess it was the second to last or the last weekend last season, where they got on a tear. They almost weren't going to make the NCAA tournament, got hot at the end of regular season play, got a bid, upset Florida State in that Tallahassee regional, and really never looked back until almost the very end in Omaha. That team has been on a roll, and really, over the last, say, four months of baseball if you include the last month, the last year, I don't know if anybody in the country's played better consistently than State has.
0: Well, you mentioned last year, Chris, 2018 was kind of a disastrous start for Mississippi State with a coaching change literally in the first weekend of the season. Gary Henderson stepped in, the former Kentucky Wildcat coach, stepped in in an interim role and led this team all the way to Omaha to the National Championship Series at that and then he was not named head coach at Mississippi State. Was that his choice? Did he not want to be a head coach anymore?
10: No, I think they were looking for a bigger target. A lot of people might have thought that was unfair to Henderson, who'd done, I think, pretty well at Kentucky, is a very highly regarded guy by some other coaches in the league that I know. I just think that was the case. They were looking for a younger, up-and-comer guy. Of course, Lamonis had come from Indiana where he'd done really well. That's a program that now consistently – the last six, seven, eight years. And it really started with Kyle Schwarber, who's now with the Cubs. Has kind of been on the national radar every year as, as a two seed in the NCAA tournaments and sometimes a one. And he's the guy that, that helped build that program. So I think they were just looking for a guy. I think they wanted Tim Corbin. I think they wanted the uh, at Louisville as well. Didn't get those guys. And I guess that was the next tier candidates. But yeah, I think they were looking for a little younger, and maybe a little bit more of a recruiter than Henderson, who would have been a good coach, but, um, you know, a little older guy. You have to wonder if he had the energy to go out and hit the recruiting trail like they want to.
0: A little older, but not that much older, as Henderson is now 58, and I bet you Lamonis is around 48, 49 years old. But, again, Mississippi State's athletic director is the former head coach of the Mississippi State baseball team. That would be John Cohen. So the dogs often doing well this year. And, Chris, we, we got to give some love to those Arkansas Razorbacks because they are, as of right now, leading the West Division of the SEC.
10: You know, it's funny, John. I saw them when their hot streak kind of started. Vanderbilt beat them Friday night, I think, 5-2 to two in Nashville. And Isaiah Campbell was terrific in that game and one of the better Friday night performances I'd seen. But Vanderbilt just a little better that night, I think, got into the bullpen a little bit. Vanderbilt embarrassed him with Kumar Rocker the next day and a blowout. And I think that sort of got them refocused. They came back the next day. Vanderbilt had a three-run lead going into the night, and Arkansas got five off Tyler Brown, which nobody's hit him all year. And that's just a team that didn't look back from there. I think they've got maybe the most underrated player in the league, and Matt Goodhart, who's getting on base at a high rate. We know about Kierstad and Casey Martin and some of those other guys, but that's a lineup that I think – it seems like that blowout against Vanderbilt that Saturday three weekends ago was what got their attention, and neither of those teams have really much lost since then.
0: And remember, it was only two years ago. Arkansas absolutely should have, could have won the national championships. Oh, they, yeah. they fell in that series to, was it Oregon State?
10: It was Oregon State. Catch, catch the pop-up last year, and you win the whole thing, but yeah. that's how it goes.
0: Yeah, but again, a very good year going on in Fayetteville, and the Hogs, going to be sure in the discussion for national seeds and such. Hey, how about what's going on in Athens at Foley Field? The Georgia Bulldogs have been resurgent, and they're marching their way to a nice bid.
10: They have, and I think the the key to their success has been what we thought it would be all along. It's, It's pitching and defense. They field in the infield about as well as any college team I have seen when I've watched them. Emerson Hancock may be the best starting pitcher in the league. We talked about Ethan Small. Hancock is, is certainly a more highly regarded draft prospect, could go off the board first overall next year. He missed a couple of starts with a mysterious thing. He's coming back. They've been really good on the weekend. Tony Losey's been great in that two spot. They're good in the midweeks too. Pitching and defense, you know, they say that wins championships. And if that's the case, then. Then Georgia's got to be considered one of the favorites. I don't know if their offense is good enough. Uh, they're, they're kind of just okay. But when you've got Hancock and those guy, guys going on the weekends at the rate they've gone, I mean, I think that one through four, and that's what comes into play in postseason. You need that fourth starter a lot of times. I think one through four, they're about as good as anybody. It just arranged to be seen if they can hit enough to get where they want to go. But, and, but when you got that staff, huh, you don't have to hit a lot, a whole lot.
0: Well, the dogs are hovering right at the 40-win mark. Now, another team that's a couple of wins away from hitting 40, the Tennessee Vols. Congrats to the Vols. They went all the way to Gainesville last weekend and picked up a big series win, winning 2-3 against the Gators. And, Chris, I heard you kind of mention it. You were teasing the UT faithful out there. This team could be playoff bound this year. Your take on what's going on on Rocky Top, and are they indeed going to just get across the finish line?
10: It has been a strange year for them. Every year they start out like a house on fire, and then conference play comes, and it kind of falls apart for them. And I know that's what everybody says about them every year. I thought this year would be different. They were leading the country in ERA about two weekends or about two months into the season, and I just thought they had enough arms. The problem with them right now is the arms have just kind of been falling apart. And they've still got some good ones. Maybe they get things together in time. They moved Garrett Crochet out of that lengthy closers role where he would pitch three or four innings into the rotation. Garrett Stallings has been pretty good. They've got some other arms there. But I kind of wonder about their confidence. Just when you get to this point in the year and you're not used to going to regionals, it's kind of hard to get out of that spiral when you've got to win several games in a row just to make the postseason. But hats off to them. They went to Gainesville last week, blew game one, came back to win game two and game three and followed up with a pretty decent midweek win over a really good hitting Tennessee Tech team. I think if their pitching just gets a, a little bit better, their hitting has come on. You know, the RPI, it's a funny thing, John, because they're sitting here 10 in the RPI. Normally that gets you a host, but the problem for them is that they're 12 and 15 in the conference and you're not going to host unless you're above 500 in your league. So that's off the board, but just a wide range of outcomes ahead for Tennessee this weekend, because I think if they take the series two games to one and against Ole Miss, I think the NCAA will look at that RPI. They had some really good out of conference wins. They swept Indiana. They took two or three from Fresno State. They were really consistent for the most part outside of the SEC, but you want to see them get probably 14 wins. 13 might do it with a couple in Hoover, but just a really wide range of outcomes. If the Vols had just won a couple more games in the league, we'd be talking about a host, who knows, maybe even a national seed. And just because the league record has been what it is, we're talking about a team that may not even get in if it doesn't do well this weekend. It's just pretty crazy.
0: And not to discount that midweek win for UT, remember Tennessee Tech, the Golden Eagles, they were a super regional uh, team last year after they went to Oxford and won that regional, and then they lost a heartbreaker in Austin to the Texas Longhorns. But good baseball in Cookville, Tennessee. All right, Chris, I want to talk about the Vanderbilt baseball team. But before we get to talking about Tim Corbin's squad and after a break, we'll talk to you about the new basketball coach, kind of a celebrity along West End. And also a little Vandy football before we get out of here with you today. What about the SEC in terms of the bids to the NCAA and the national seeds in terms of the SEC?
10: Well, here's your rundown. Vanderbilt is going to get a top-eight seed nationally if it doesn't win another game. I think that Georgia, Arkansas, Mississippi State are right there. I think each of those just wins one more in the league just to be safe. I don't know that it matters what they do in Hoover. They'll not only host. I think they've got great shots to be top-eight seeds nationally without doing much of anything. There it gets really interesting. I think the most interesting series this weekend – is Arkansas at A&M, because AM is sitting there at 14, 12, and 1. Got that great pitching staff that I mentioned. That's a team that, say, takes the series two games to one. You win a couple games in Hoover. I think AM has got a great shot to be a host. LSU, a team that's kind of disappointed. It's had some midweek hiccups. It's not pitched well on the weekends. But here's LSU sitting at 15 and 12. It's got an Auburn team that really the arms have just kind of fallen apart. They've had some major injuries. LSU and Baton Rouge, if it takes two or three from Auburn, I think is going to host because I can't see a 17-13 LSU team with an RPI right around 20 getting left out of a bid, especially the way the NCAA likes its draws. Now, a couple more interesting teams. We talked about Tennessee. It faces Ole Miss this weekend. I know Ole Miss is bitterly disappointed Uh, by getting swept at home by MSU. But here's the good news. They're 15 and 12. They go to Tennessee. They win the series. That RPI is a little bit low right now. But UT, a top 10 RPI team, you get the bonuses for the road wins. I don't know how the RPI would shake out. But Ole Miss, if it can win that series at Tennessee, has got a shot to end up with an RPI that gets it in the hosting discussion. And here's another interesting one. Missouri at 13-13 and 1-1 has three games against Florida, which has just had abysmal pitching. Missouri's staff, if it gets Tyler Plant back this weekend, which I think it will, maybe has as good a starting rotation as anybody in the conference. I think if you go pitching against not pitching, <laughs> Florida's beaten people with bats lately, but Missouri has shown it can slow down just about anybody's bats, I think Missouri's got a chance to sweep the Gators in Columbia. And if that happens, Missouri would be 16-13-1, it's already got an RPI, I believe, of 15, so it's already in hosting range with that RPI. That could be another team that could end up hosting. So let's count it here. We've got one, two, three teams in the East that have got a shot to host and maybe be super regional hosts as well, at least two of those in Vanderbilt, Georgia. In the West, you've got Arkansas Mississippi State are going to be top eight national seeds, which means they would host a regional. I think you've got Ole Miss, LSU, and A&M each with chances to host, probably not to be super regional hosts as well, but to host. So we're going to the final weekend and then going into Hoover. You've got eight teams with a chance to host. That tells you how good the league is. It tells you how interesting the next week and a half of baseball are going to be.
0: And Chris, if not for a couple of Pac-12 squads, the SEC would have a monopoly on the top five of college baseball.
10: Yeah, and the Pac-12 is really interesting, too, because UCLA has been so consistent all year. Right now, it is flip a coin with Vanderbilt or UCLA for that number one national seed. I have looked at resumes of both teams. There's really not a hair's difference between the two. It's just which do you like the best in terms of what you look for in a resume. And then you've got Stanford and Oregon State, which play this weekend. I think both those teams could host. If you're the Pac-12, what you want not to happen is a series sweep. I think if If either Stanford comes out 2-1 or Oregon State comes out 2-1, both those teams would be probable hosts, I think. So you'd get three from the Pac-12. So I think that's the other thing to watch among many interesting storylines as country. I mean, John, I've got it. I've got about nine teams that I think are pretty much locks to host, including those four from the leagues. And for that remaining seven, there's about 18 that that could potentially – get those last spots depending on what happens some of those teams play each other as we mentioned in the Pack 12 so i just think it's going to be a fascinating weekend maybe more at stake than we usually have in terms of seeding implications for national seeds and for hosts going into the last weekend. And I think conference tournaments could potentially be more important than they usually are because you're just so close between so many of those teams.
0: I told y'all Chris Lee knew his college baseball stuff and y'all didn't believe me, did you? <laughs> We're talking with Chris Lee rivals.com and Vandy sports.com. Now, how about those doors on the baseball diamond? You said they've already secured a bid to host in your opinion and anything that we need to be kind of kind of previewed on the Tim Corbin Ball Club heading into this last couple of weeks of the season before the playoffs begin
10: you know it's it's funny with his teams the last few years when they've made the runs in Omaha they've been teams that were flawed at midseason it sort of got better and worked through those things as the season went on. I think they worked through some of those issues maybe a little bit earlier than the 14 and 15 teams which won the title or runner-ups. But the thing that I've been watching is their pitching. Their starting rotation is not the one with a Carson Fulmer or a Walker Bueller or a Kyle Wright or a David Price or a Jordan Sheffield or some of those high draft pick names that we're used to seeing. But what they have is three solid starters on the weekend. Kumar Rocker, their number two guy, is a freshman. He's their best. He's going to be a superstar. I think two years from now we're going to be looking at him as maybe the number one overall guy. I think that you added Mason Hickman to that mix. He's their midweek guy. He's probably the best SEC midweek guy around. That makes their rotation stronger. The question with them, John, has been their bullpen. They've got a lights-out right-handed closer in Tyler Brown. Hugh Fisher has really emerged as their left-handed guy at end game. He's got a 95, 96-mile-an-hour fastball and a slider that just nobody can hit. The question with him has been throwing strikes, which he's been doing a better job of. So that gives you six arms right there. They've got another right-hander in Ethan Smith coming out of the bullpen who can touch 95 and has been outstanding. A.J. Franklin has flashed at times. Jake Eater has flashed at times. Vanderbilt can get eight nine ten arms I think they've got eight if they can get a ninth or a tenth which is kind of what I'm watching the next couple weeks between maybe Zach King and Jackson Gillis who have done good things in the past for them but have been really rough this year if Vanderbilt can get that ninth or tenth arm and find it in Hoover or at Kentucky they may end up being the favorite to win this whole thing just because I think that their bats are maybe as good as anybody's in the country and even when they're not pitching well. They just bludgeon you to death with a lineup that can really hit one to nine. I think if they find those missing pieces to fill roles in their bullpen, they may end up being the favorite coming out of Hoover if it happens that way.
0: And looking at that box score a little closer, Chris Lee, Austin Martin, I'm seeing that he has a 432 batting average. Is that right?
10: That is correct, and it's not a fluke. Uh, sometimes you get a lot of seeing-eye singles and things like that. Austin Martin, I think, hits the ball harder with more consistency than anybody I've ever seen at the college level, and he doesn't strike out a lot. He will take a walk. J.J. Blade has kind of been the guy that's gotten the attention because he's been leading the NCAA in home runs with 23 and broke Vanderbilt's all-time record. But Martin, probably more than him, is a guy that you don't want to pitch to because he is going to get the bat on the ball just about every time he gets up there. And about the best you can hope for is a line drive that he gets at somebody. That is not a good spot to be in if you're a pitching staff. That kid is truly incredible, and another kid that I think is going to be in the first round next year when he comes out for MLB draft in 2020.
0: All right, it's the final couple of days. Of all things, college baseball final series are heading this way this weekend, and we encourage you to get out to a ballpark and check out the SEC when you look at the conference v conference lineup going on in this final weekend as chris mentioned tennessee's got mississippi and knoxville south carolina goes to starkville for a series against msu arkansas texas a&m are getting together vanderbilt goes to lexington to take on the batcats florida and missouri get together alabama's at georgia and it's the battle of the tigers at alex box auburn and lsu as we wrap up the regular season of sec baseball when we come back there's more than just baseball to talk about along west end and chris lee's going to tell us about jerry stackhouse the new coach of the vanderbilt commodore basketball team plus a quick update on football all that as we wrap up today's y'all
2: Want to shoot some hoops?
7: In a bit, buddy. I promise.
6: Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment.
2: I'll just play by myself.
6: For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief.
2: Yes!
7: Great shot, buddy. Let's play another
6: game.
2: You're on, Dad.
6: Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as
8: directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number?
6: Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know?
8: Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper.
6: It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime.
8: There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com.
9: Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on homeowner's insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you have a cute little reading nook for those rainy days when you want to curl up with a good book. But you don't even read, so you just sit in there during thunderstorms and scroll through memes on your phone and laugh in the darkness. (laughs) Uh The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the dark, meme-filled corner you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on homeowner's insurance.
5: When you feel heartburn up in your throat, you'll do anything for fast relief. You might chug milk directly from the source.
1: Okay, girl. Easy.
5: You might slurp down an entire slushie in a single breath. Oh, that didn't help. Don't try just anything. Try new Role-Aid's Heartburn Soothers, the only antacid that melts to leave a cooling sensation while it starts working as fast as now to relieve heartburn. Oh, that's better. Soothe the burn with new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers. Use as directed.
0: might Welcome back. It's y'all and I'm John. And this is our SEC spotlight. We're putting on our black and gold glasses as we have Chris Lee with VandySports.com, a Rivals.com affiliate. And we're talking Vanderbilt sports now with Chris. And how about that Vanderbilt basketball team after a horrible 2018-2019 season where they did not win a single SEC game? They've made a coaching change. And Jerry Stackhouse, who played collegiately for the North Carolina Tar Heels and had a long career in the NBA, he is going to ascend to be Vandy's new head basketball coach, and that brings a lot of excitement, I'm sure, Chris.
10: Well, anything's exciting uh, compared to 20-game losing streak. First of all, that was a brutal end of the season and a brutal end to a coaching tenure. But yes, uh, this is a different kind of hire. It is a name that people know. I think there's big upside. I think there's big downside. I don't know what to expect with Jerry Stackhouse, but I think it's going to be very interesting.
0: Now, d- did you ever hear his name ever mentioned as it was a chance that he there might be a coaching change? Did his name appear early in the speculation process?
10: It did. I discounted it just because it's such a wild card of a hire. But late in the process, about a week before it was finalized, I started to hear – that was more legit than people knew. I've heard as far back as early in the winter uh, that in hindsight, that was a real possibility. Look, it's a wild card at Vanderbilt right now. You've got a new AD who's never been an AD and Malcolm Turner. He was the president of the NBA G League. A lot of guys like to go with what they know and what they are comfortable with. Well, Jerry Stackhouse had been the G League coach of the year the year before. They both went to North Carolina, which uh, is obviously pretty good at basketball. So that was another connection. People tend to hire people that they are comfortable with. And obviously, Malcolm Turner had a comfort level with Jerry Stackhouse.
0: Chris, when was the last time Vanderbilt was really, really good in college basketball?
10: I'm going to say the 2011 team was really good. That's the team that beat Kentucky in the tournament probably underachieved in the regular season, had that injury to Festus Azili that hampered their year. They lost some tough luck games. They they were pretty good in 2014, barely made the tournament, or I guess it was 2016 with Wade Baldwin and Damian Jones, but really mostly underachieved. I think 2011 was their last really good team. And if you looked at their record, it didn't look like one, but you go back and kind of pick it apart and see who they had. That was a very talented group. Uh, that Despite the fact that didn't make it past the round of 32, that run to beat Kentucky, the eventual national champion, showed you what kind of team it could be when it clicked on all cylinders, Uh, and that certainly was a special team when things lined up for them.
0: And to get back to that 2011 mindset, Chris, is Stackhouse going to get it done in terms of recruiting, in your opinion?
10: I think so. Um, It's been wild. He's gotten commitments from Kenyon Martin already who's a name we know for his dad from the nba same with Scottie pippen bryce drew's staff had that one in the fold but they reaffirmed that once he got there uh, of their other two commitments he got one of the two the other one went to Ole miss austin crowley i think they're going to have a tough time keeping that one in the fold just because his relationship with the staff and since then they've added dj harvey who's a wing from notre dame who started was a top 50 recruit out of high school. Uh, Barely top 50, but he was in there, I think, according to some services. So for a guy who hasn't coached college ball, he's come in and and landed some kids right away, which I I think is pretty good when you're coming off a 20-game losing streak.
0: All right, well, more to come on Vanderbilt basketball as they try to at least make a drastic improvement of what happened last year, which is not saying much when they didn't win a single game. In fact, they lost their only game in the conference tournament, too, right there in Nashville. All right, Chris, we want to talk to you about a little Vanderbilt football before we say goodbye to you. Last year was a, a bowl season for Derek Mason's club they went to the texas bowl lost a heartbreaker to baylor vanderbilt ended up with a losing season in fact the last two seasons have well actually all well has every season that it is true every season mason's been in nashville they've had a losing season when it was all said and done with that's crazy yes five out of five
10: now twice he has been to bowls uh, but twice he lost those, and that kept him from having the winning year that he was looking for.
0: All right. So what's going on with Mason to try to turn things around have a little bit better 2019?
10: Well, first of all, he got a contract extension, so he gets a little bit more time with the new AD. I think he's got probably two years left, maybe three. I'm not entirely sure. Vanderbilt does not disclose contracts. I think the big thing for them was they had a January press conference where Jared Pinkney, Khalidza Lipscomb, and Keyshawn Vaughn, who they have called the Big Three, uh, and it's accurate because they are their Big Three, announced they were coming back rather than going to the draft. Pinkney's already gotten a late first round grade for next year. You're seeing his name pop up in some drafts. Keyshawn Vaughn uh, is potentially the best running back in the country if he's healthy. He averaged almost eight yards a carry last year and is just unbelievably explosive. And then Clyde Lipscomb is not as spectacular or as productive as some of the receivers they've had, like Jordan Matthews or Earl Bennett. But he's got a chance to finish in the career top 10 in the SEC in receptions, yards, and touchdowns, which is a pretty good feat. And he's been a very dependable player for them. I think on offense, if they can get the offensive line right, which was a question in the spring, they've got a talented group of quarterbacks. They did lose their four-year starter but they've got Deuce Wallace, who's been a four-year backup there, knows the system, is more mobile. will give them some opportunities to do some things they couldn't do with Schirmer because he wasn't mobile. They've got Riley Neal, who transferred from Ball State. He started 32 games there. He's six seven. He can move. He's considered an NFL prospect. He's got a really good arm. He was running second team after spring. He enrolled early. At Vanderbilt, so I think whichever the two are uh, quarterback. I think Neil, when I've watched him on film, he's a pretty talented player. So if Deuce Wallace beats him out, that says something about Deuce Wallace as well. I think they're going to be okay at quarterback one way or the other. The question is, can they protect and block enough? Because I think if they can, they've got so many weapons. Which, by the way, they've got four or five other pretty good wide receivers too that I haven't mentioned. I think they've got a chance to put a lot of points on the scoreboard. Now, the question will be, can they defend? That's been a question for a couple of years running. Uh, but in, in very atypical Vanderbilt fashion, John, they might be able to just outscore people this year.
0: Well, one team they're looking to outscore and pick up their fourth win in a row is against the Tennessee Vols. How about that?
10: I can't even believe we're saying that. And they've been <laughs> by 54 combined points, so that these haven't exactly been close.
0: Yeah. That's one of the big games, of course, the rivalry with the Vols that are, that's on the schedule. How about this? Vanderbilt starts the season against an SEC superpower in Nashville on that first weekend. On August 31st, the Georgia Bulldogs are the season-opening game for VU. That one's going to be crazy there at Vanderbilt Stadium. It
10: is, and it's not just that, John. I mean, you look at their first three games. They have Georgia at home. They go to Purdue, which ought to be pretty good. And then they come back home for LSU. So that's one of those, they can just get a win in there at some point. I think they've got a good chance at a bowl game again, because the schedule from that point on gets a whole lot easier.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, much, much to come from Vanderbilt football and Derek Mason in the 2019 season. And much, much more to come online from Vandy Sports and Chris Lee. That's the Rivals.com affiliate that covers all things Vanderbilt Commodores and Chris, we can't thank you enough for stopping by today talking Vanderbilt as well as some college baseball, and we look forward to catching up with you here as we get ready for the start of that Georgia-Vanderbilt game here in a few months. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, John. Chris Lee, everybody. Well, that will conclude our show today. Thank you all for listening. We'll be right back here on Friday for another exciting free for y'all and so much more. And we're going to preview this weekend's PGA Championship with our friend Jason Nall. It's one of the big majors in golf, and it's going on this very weekend. And we'll have the whole breakdown on the Friday, y'all. Until that time, have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to y'all with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent.
2: VistaPrint. Own the now.
6: Credit products are issued by WebBank, member FDIC. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Funds are deposited for delivery next business day. at approved by 4:30 PM Central time, Monday through Friday. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details.
4: Have you longed for a simpler life? Imagine how simple life would be if you just had one bill every month. It's that kind of simplicity Avant can help you find with a debt consolidation loan. Pay off your bills and have just one fixed rate payment. It takes just minutes to apply online. And depending on approval, you could have your money sent the next business day from $2,000 to $35,000. And because Avant is accredited by the Better Business Bureau, life is not only simpler, but in hands you can trust.
7: Simplify your life with a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to avant.com and enter code 5151 when applying. Avant.com, Code 5151. That's avant.com, Code 5151.
4: When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first
2: computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be.
7: Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at
10: IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council.